0: Thank you for listening to Exoplanetary. We love making the show for you, but we rely on your support to continue. Please consider becoming a monthly patron at patreon.com exoplanetary. If you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can do that through PayPal at paypal.me exoplanetary. You can find links and more information at our website, exoplanetarymedia.com. Any amount helps and we are truly grateful for your support. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/exoplanetary, Instagram at @exoplanetary, and on Twitter at @exoplanetarypod. Exoplanetary: The adventures of the spacefaring Wolverton family far in the future. Previously on Exoplanetary, Alice Wolverton allowed the Exoplanetary Corporation to use her mind and personality as the basis of an artificial intelligence called a Traveler. Together with her new friend Peter, Alice's Traveler made its way from Earth's solar system to another, hundreds of light years away. The Traveler built a body for her and then made contact with Peter on the neighboring world that he was exploring. Alice then encountered a tribe of sentient spider-like people who appear to be close to a shift. In their understanding of science and toolmaking, unknown to Alice and Peter, a third traveler, Dorothy has used her technological skills to set herself up as a tyrant of another, slightly more advanced spider-like people. The destiny of these three worlds is explored in tonight's episode, Arrowheads.
1: It was my 35th year with the spider people of planet Prancer, the morning that it dawned on me that I'd been with them longer than I had been among humans, when I got a call from Peter.
2: I have some exciting news.
1: In the decades since we'd arrived in this solar system, we went from rare and hurried interplanetary conversations to visual communication anytime it pleased us. That may be why I was so casual that morning when... Alice! Mahra's is waiting! Peter, the astronomer is expecting me. You know how impatient she can be. Would it be alright if I called you back when this is over and I can give you my full attention?
2: Oh, of course. I understand.
1: I appreciate it. I love you.
2: I love you, too.
1: Ornu and I were now advisors to the tribal leaders. This included Mokra, the astronomer. But in practice, she tended to dictate her requirements to us, and we carried them out. Ornu taught me the ways of the spider people.
3: Alice... What is the first rule of being alive? To be a
1: part of the nature around me, for I am, above all things, a part of nature. This was even true for me. Even though my mind is that of a human being, sent from my native solar system, I created a body for myself using metal and crystals taken from deep within this planet. In a way, you could say I went native. Alice, what is the second rule of being alive? To remember that love is not a web I use to trap my desires, but a thread that travels through everyone and everything. Love is not a song that I can either sing or listen to. Love is the chorus of all voices. Love is the music that our souls make. It's not exactly Shakespeare, but these spiders are a soft-hearted bunch when you get down to it.
3: Alice, what is the third rule of being alive? We are one tribe.
1: We are one world. My arms are for creation, never destruction. Conflict, anger, and even a few ugly words existed in the culture of the spiders. But the world remained at peace. There were other villages scattered around Planet Prancer, but they all called themselves one tribe. I asked Ornu if there would ever been wars in their history.
3: Let me ask you the same question. Are there wars in the history of your people? Certainly. Too many to mention. I see. And you study them, why? Why?
1: I suppose to learn the lessons of those wars.
3: To learn how to make better wars? No! No, we want to learn how not to have another one. I see. In the case of my people, perhaps we simply learned the lesson.
1: That isn't fair.
3: Perhaps not. But our war taught us how important it was to be together, to remain one tribe, and one with the nature that surrounds us, of which we are part. Peace isn't as easy for humans. Peace is as easy as agreeing. Humans don't really do that either. Here we are, up in the trees, climbing from place to place. But below us, under a layer of fallen leaves, are billions of grains of sand and dirt, millions of stones, and hundreds of thousands of arrowheads. My mother had arrowheads.
1: Little bits of flint sharpened to a point. We had three. Some ancestor of ours found them in a forest back on Earth.
3: A forest like this one?
1: Oh, there's nothing like any of this on planet Earth, I don't think.
3: Yes, we are different. I don't think it would ever occur to any of the tribe to hold on to arrowheads as if they were treasure. It was long ago, and we have as much use for them today as the stones with which they mingle.
1: They would kill no living thing they weren't planning to eat. This included lovemaking, though I am told that only very elderly males were eaten after sex, as part of a ceremony. Young males were too busy working to maintain relationships. The females were the leaders and the politicians. That suited me just fine.
4: You're late stone sister. I learned to stop worrying
1: and respond to the nickname. Thankfully, spider folk who actually treat me like an equal get comfortable with Alice. Mahra, the eldest of the elders and the village's astronomer, treated no one
4: as an equal. I've heard from my sisters in the other villages, and... I have spent the last five nights checking their findings for errors. And then, last night I observed it for myself. The thing that I have feared since the day you arrived. What do you mean, Mekra? At first, we hoped it was a-, a comet or some other heavenly body. You can see it now for yourself. It's visible in the glass. Ornu
1: was the first to look. She stepped away from the telescope, confused and unhappy. I directed my eyes to the sky, and I spotted it in a moment. It's what I feared, isn't it? It's some sort of ship, yes.
4: Is it your people? Your Earth-humans? It can't be. How could they get here? How did
3: you get here? The ship? To travel that far with a spaceship so large? It is impossible. Why couldn't they come to our system as you did and build the ship?
4: Yes, why not? I can't prove that it isn't a Earth design. It, It... it just seems unlikely. Regardless of how unlikely it is, the fact is that the ship is there. It's coming. It will be here in a day or more, a matter of
3: hours. Do we know that the ship is hostile? No. We only know that it's coming.
4: There is no circumstance where this invasion of our tribe is not incredibly dangerous. If they have war in their heart, we are in danger. If they come asking for help, we are in just as much danger. We have no way to take on refugees from a different culture. No way to take on refugees? That's ridiculous. You know as well as I do how little time our elders have spent planning for the future. Even knowing that we are not alone in this universe has done nothing to broaden our thinking to plan for such eventualities.
3: You know better than anyone that change happens slowly.
4: You young people like to point out my age whenever possible.
3: And yes, we haven't exactly moved quickly in the face of the new information, but that's no reason not to face our problems calmly. If they come in peace, we accept them in peace. We don't have any reason yet to fear the unknown.
4: Maybe they only want to observe us. And maybe I don't find that idea very comforting either. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe they are here to give all of the children toys and fruit for the feast week maybe gives us no information our tribe must learn more and prepare you are best equipped to find that information you and that man you speak to on the other planet i was bristling as i left
1: machra and ornu i was as frightened and mystified by the spaceship as they were but i would have hoped that a few decades of friendship might keep me from any accusations The ship was unlike anything I knew from home. But what did I know about home? I hadn't received the updates I was promised. Not yet. So I had no idea what sort of advances might have come to pass. These questions left me distracted as I contacted Peter. Rather than my usual warm greetings, I plowed into Peter with my news and gave him the full update in a rambling stream of information peppered with anxiety.
2: Wow. It seems like you've had a rough morning.
1: I'm a wreck. Oh.
2: Now might be a good time to tell you the news I was going to share earlier.
1: If it's good news, I'm all for it.
2: Well, you remember how I found that something particularly remarkable, and, and I was working on it, but I didn't want to tell you what it was until I was certain?
1: Yeah, I remember that.
2: Well, I, I figured it out. It's the means for teleportation, a sort of transportation arch that can move objects from place to place. What? Now, I can't be sure, but I think it's how your spider people got from planet Dancer to planet Prancer. But there's one hitch... The arch doesn't seem to work well with living organics. See, I tried to transport one of the local post-apocalyptic mutant lizards from point A to point B, but it died in the process.
1: Maybe it wouldn't affect the spider folk in the same way. Maybe we could transport them all back to Planet Dancer.
2: That seems like a real risk, but... However, what I could do is bring you over here. You're not organic, so it won't affect you the same way.
1: I can't abandon the tribe.
2: I'm not suggesting that. See, it's taken me months of careful analysis to begin to work this thing out, but... Well, if I had a second computer brain to help me, I Even
1: so, I'm not sure that the tribe will accept the notion of retreating to a post-apocalyptic wasteland.
2: And, And until you know what that ship is about, you don't know what their choices are. It seems that we're more likely to find solutions over here with my archaeological technical wonderland than over there with your sticks and rocks.
1: So you can teleport
2: me over? Oh, I can. Are you ready?
1: Have you already done this to yourself?
2: No. No, but your body is made of crystals and metal. It, it should be pretty simple.
1: I should probably avoid the temptation to say, beam me up, Peter.
2: <laughs> well, if people ask, we'll tell them you said something deep and meaningful.
1: strange. I did feel it, though.
2: But he Did have any side effects?
1: It's the strangest thing. It's given me a headache. I haven't had a headache since we left home. Mm.
2: <laughs> Just my luck. What do you mean? Well, I haven't been this close to you in decades, and the moment you arrive, you tell me you have a headache.
1: Oh, Peter. Come here, you.
2: Oh. Mm. 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 oh. oh. It's amazing. You don't feel any different. You're so soft and warm.
1: My body is basically a slurry of crystals and a chemical solution, sort of like gelatin with fruit in it. Have you ever eaten that? No. My mom used to make it for the holidays. Anyway, I like it if I'm pleasantly wobbly and warm for you.
2: Mm. Well, better than being an aluminum can like me.
1: I like the aluminum. It's solid, but not inflexible. I was sort of worried that you'd look a bit immobile. But it's like thousands of bits of metal making up your face and working like muscles. You're like sculpture, a work of art.
2: Mm, well, I could say the same about you.
1: We could spend days being in love with our sexy mm, robot body.
2: Yes, yes. But, but, but that's not why you're here.
1: Can't we save the world while flirting? Hmm.
2: We'll try, Alice. We'll try.
3: You don't actually believe that Alice has anything to do with this ship. I know nothing for certain today. Oh, come on. It's unlikely.
4: When I saw the ship, I thought about the legends about the times before we were one tribe, before we came to this jungle. You think that these are the estranged? It makes as much sense as any other explanation.
3: Then why did you go out of your way to treat Alice so horribly?
4: I have a feeling. I can't explain it, but I... I have a notion that whatever's coming is for our people to face alone without the Stone Sister and
3: her special knowledge. How can you mean that? Alice has improved our lives incredibly. You wouldn't have even spotted the spacecraft if Alice hadn't made that telescope for you. Haven't we been too reliant on the Stone Sister, Ornu? Wouldn't it have
4: been better if we discovered these things for ourselves? You haven't always been so ungrateful, Mehra. It isn't ingratitude. I'm uneasy that we've allowed ourselves to
3: reach these circumstances. You say we, but the tone in your voice says you. Are you unable to take your responsibility?
4: My responsibilities are to bring knowledge to the tribe, information we can use to make the best choices possible. The Stone Sister arrives with inventions we've never imagined and ideas we've never conceived, and I simply set aside my sacred work. In favor of a stranger does it all for me. Know this, Ornu, I blame myself above all others in this matter.
1: Where are you taking me, Peter?
2: Well, I've discovered hundreds of storage areas and libraries and other collections of artifacts. But as soon as I learned about your situation, there was one cache I knew you had to see.
1: What did you find?
2: Shine your light down there.
1: What are these? There are thousands of them.
2: They're energy weapons.
1: What? Lasers? Guns? Peter, no. No, 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 no. I
2: thought you might say that. Now they're
1: peaceful people. I've spent over 30 years with them and haven't seen anything stronger than a few crosswords. Violence is just
2: not... I, I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about giving them something to defend themselves with.
1: Peter, you don't understand them.
2: Uh, you're right, I don't. But I may have a better idea of what's coming at them than you do. How can you know that? There's no, no easy way to tell you this, but when you showed me images of the ship, I immediately started looking for ways to get more information. I tapped into their communications, and Alice... They were using a system like the one we're programmed to use. Not similar, Alice. Exactly the same.
1: Oh, crap.
0: They are humans.
2: No, I'm I'm afraid it's worse than that. I have a recording of their communication. Listen.
0: Your Highness, we aren't detecting any human life on the planet. They're like us, ma'am. Only at a much earlier stage in development.
3: They're hiding him. When you land, kill as many as it takes to locate the prisoner. Take hostages and kill one every hour until they give him
0: up. It will be done, Your Highness.
3: The device is our highest priority, General. Without it, we have no chance to further my plans. Bring me that human, or don't bother returning, ma'am. That voice.
1: That was Dorothy.
2: When I heard it, I couldn't believe it either. Her traveler was damaged, so neither of us really considered the idea that she might be unable to communicate with us. But, but somehow, she got to planet Vixen and set herself up as some sort of warlord.
1: The first female planetary warlord. That isn't exactly the greatest blow for feminism, but we'll take it.
2: Yeah, but you heard her, though, right? She, she's looking for some human with the device. I, I did some digging through the computer files on her ship. Now, evidently, this is the man she's looking for. What?!
1: That's Calvert, my brother. The one in the middle. Oh, he was always starved for attention. Oh,
2: but, but this is even stranger. As best I can tell from these plans, he's built some kind of time travel device.
1: Yeah, he's always doing stuff like that.
2: Yes, but this device. From what I'm looking at, this technology could resolve the issue the teleportation arch has in transporting living organic matter. It creates a shield around the beings it transports, protecting them from being burnt out during chronal velocity. Oh, it's ingenious.
1: Calvert's a great scientist, but he's kind of a pain in the butt, too.
2: Yeah, but, but, are are you seeing where I'm going with this? (sighs) Of
1: course. You want to teleport me over there with a weapon so that I can help the tribe defend itself from invaders, while you break the teleportation arch into a method for evacuating the spider tribe.
2: Mm, I, I love how brilliant you are.
1: Hey, I may have a secondary computer brain helping me with the heavy lifting, but I do all right on my own.
2: Oh, fine. No more mansplaining from me, then. Let's get you over there with these weapons!
1: Peter... They aren't going to like this.
2: Please, you've seen what's coming. They don't really have an option.
4: We can see the ship without the aid of the telescope. It's like another moon now. We have no other options. What are you saying, Machra? Others will see it tonight. The other villages will know it isn't a star or a
3: planet familiar to us. We must let them know what to expect. And what will you be telling them? That we're about to be overtaken by powerful strangers who want to destroy us? Do you want me to lie to them? They will panic, Mahra. They'll want to arm themselves. We will do what we've always done, Ornu. We will do what we think is best. That isn't enough. We have to guide them, remind them who we are. And who is that, Ornu? Who do you think we are? I think we're above getting drawn into a fight with strangers. Good. We agree on this. We're not fighters. I'm glad to hear you say that.
4: Unfortunately, I'm at an age where I can no longer count the number of times I haven't been able to live up to my ideals. As disinterested as I am in fighting,
3: I'm even less interested in dying. We left those ways behind long ago. We let the soil cover our arrowheads like seeds. Is this the fruit of peace, then? A tribe that cannot defend itself? I'm closer to death than you, child. Why are you in a race with me? You're old enough to remember the wars. You remember the death and destruction. I am also wise enough to know
4: that there would have been even more death if one side let itself be executed rather than defending itself. Move aside. I'm off to the village.
3: So many are already gathered. Have they seen the ship already or.
4: No, wait. It's the Stone Sister. Ornu, Mahpra, I'm glad you're here. What are these things you have with you? I've never seen so much metal in the village. These are weapons. Please understand.
1: We've learned that there are invaders coming to our world. Mahpra, tell them it's true. It's true. I was able to intercept the communications between the invaders and their own homeworld. They are coming here in search of a person who isn't
3: here. They have orders to kill our tribe until we give him up. That makes no sense. If he isn't here, how can we give him up? Nothing makes sense in war. With the help of my friend
1: Peter, another visitor from my people, I have traveled to the world of your ancient
3: ancestors from the time before you came to this world. Travel to the home of the ancestors is forbidden by the gods. It was forbidden by practicality.
4: Only Sister Stone has ever been able to flit from world to world like a startled, folding moth. These weapons
1: were made and used by your ancestors. They still work, and they will still be effective.
3: I can't believe that we took you in, Alice Wolverton. And in your gratitude, you've only brought us war. No!
1: No! This is a chance for the tribe to show the invaders that their aggression isn't welcome here. Our tribe is Our scattered... tribe? Our tribe? Is scattered around the planet. And in spite of this... We enjoy a singular peace.
4: This peace is worth fighting for. (laughs) Ha! Did you hear that? Peace is worth fighting for. I didn't realize you were a comedian, Sister Stone. I don't find any of this amusing. Ornu, these invaders, they're your cousins,
1: but they're not like you. They will come here and kill you without a thought. And for nothing.
4: This person they seek, how do you know he isn't here? I scanned the planet for him. He isn't even in the solar system. How were you able to know that so specifically? These invaders, you say that they are of our species. That we share the same ancestors. Did I misunderstand you? No. To be so certain, were you looking for one of us, or were you looking for a human? Yes, he's a human, but... Not this friend Peter, then, but another human? What do you know about this human that you aren't telling us? He... he's my brother.
1: His name is Calvert. He doesn't have a body like me. He's fully human.
4: Are there any other humans we should know about? Don't make me do this, Maha. We must know what we are truly facing, Sister Stone. How many humans are there?
1: There's one full human. A prisoner on planet Vixen. The Invader's World. And also their empress, she's like Peter and me. She was a traveler from my people to this solar system. It's just as I feared.
3: Makhra, I... I don't know what to feel.
4: Feel? You should be angry, Ornu. Your friend, Sister Stone, has been withholding much from us. It really isn't like that. It isn't as you said... You and your fellow traveler bring us weapons against the laws and tradition of our tribe. Another traveler would make war against us for supposedly harboring your brother, a human that no member of the tribe has ever laid eyes upon. Am I mistaken in this assessment? Well, Alice, is she? None of this was intentional. Perhaps. Perhaps not. But this tribe stands at the brink of a war. Thanks to you and the people of your worlds. No matter what we do, the blood of our tribe will wet the soil like rain. As will the blood of these cousins. But you can defend yourselves! If you think that any act of violence, even defense of our entire tribe, is a welcome state of affairs, you are mistaken. This is a dark
3: and unexpected day for our people. My people...
4: Our tribe has no warriors. We have armed you with the joys of music and the simple pleasure of working together for the greater good. But for reasons beyond our control, this life is over. If we ever hope to find that life again, we must defend ourselves. No, Mahra. We can't do this. These aren't our ways. How long will these weapons fire their energy? An hour or more,
1: continuously. They recharge themselves, though.
4: Ornu, don't mistake my pragmatism for the song of a happy warrior. I am, as ever, acting in service to the tribe. Those who will take arms shall do so on behalf of those who will not, or cannot. If you cannot, I give you, Ornu, the task of deciding the fate of this corruption. Why me? This is how it was in the old days, before we were one tribe. There were the soldiers who fought, the citizens who looked after the soldiers, and the elders who kept justice and politics alive. It was an inefficient system, but you are an elder of the tribe because of your wisdom and dedication to peace. How should we deal then with this individual who has so completely corrupted our tribe?
1: Ornu, you need me to
3: stay and help. Perhaps I could speak to the woman controlling the invaders. She was a friend of mine once. Maybe I could... You can travel to and from the planet of our ancestors? Yes. I might even be able to evacuate you The planet of our ancestors is a ruin. Our legends tell us this. Peter, he told you the same thing. You've been there, so you know it is true. Why would we leave our jungle, our home, for this hellish wasteland our ancestors left behind? You'd be safe! They travel to this world. Why couldn't they travel to that one? Is there anywhere we can be free of war thanks to your people? (sighs)
4: Don't hide your eyes, Sister Stone. Face the world that you've helped
3: create. There is no choice. We will stay here. I will not fight. But I will not flee. You. Alice Wolverton. Sister Stone. I see no alternative but to banish you from our world. Forever. Go to the world of our ancestors. Or your ancestors. Or the farthest star. You can go to the thirteen hells for all I care. You can't mean this, Ornu. I can help. I, I, I want to stay and help. Do you help. see any sympathetic faces here, Sister Stone? Go. Go now, and let us prepare for the end of our way of life.
2: Alice, I've managed to send weapons to each of the settlements, along with a hologram explaining how to use them now. Do you think that was too much? I I didn't want to confuse the issue. Hey, hey Alice, what's the matter?
1: We did the wrong thing.
2: What are you talking about? We did the only thing we could do.
1: Then the only thing we could do was wrong. Peter, we never should have come to this place.
2: Alice. Oh, Alice, I'm sorry.
1: I thought it could work. But I see it now. We've ruined the most beautiful society I've ever known. Maybe that anyone's ever known. And for what? A job? To find a way to make exoplanetaries some more money?
2: No, no, look, it, it, it wasn't your fault. If you hadn't taken the job, it would have been somebody else.
1: Maybe they wouldn't have messed it up this badly.
2: Stop it, please. Just because you're more than human, it it doesn't make you perfect. And this situation is so much bigger than either one of us.
1: You won't convince me.
2: Alice, I love you. I love you completely, as you are, with every imperfection. Whatever you think we should do next, I'm with you.
1: I love you too, Peter. What should we do next? We caused this war. Now we have to end it.
0: You have been listening to Exoplanetary Arrowheads, written by Seacrist for Hart, performed by.
1: Ferial Elliott as Alice Wolverton,
2: Rob Bacourse as Peter,
1: Stephanie
3: Leet as Mahra, Winnie Hugh as Ornu. Melissa Schenter as Dorothy
2: Green.
0: Produced by Secret for Heart. Original music provided by Jacob Jensen.
2: Sound effects by Danger Marshall.
0: This play, the characters, situations, and associated intellectual property. Copyright 2015 and 2017 by Secret for Heart. All rights reserved. Recorded in the Bigfoot Podcasting Studio. Located at Ned Space in sunny Portland, Ohio.